Welcome back to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former UC Bearcat basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the legendary coach, my man, Bob Huggins. And I was fortunate enough to wear the iconic Jordan brand unis during my time. The Bearcat Basketball Podcast is now presented by the Healthcare Management Group. Shout out to everyone at HCMG. And thank you for the support. You can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. We are live at Mio's in Clifton. And if we can give a shout out to Rich and Kelly, the owners, for allowing us to be here. And also, if you can give a shout out to our support staff, Colin and Stu, for all the production and making sure the microphones work. Give them a round of applause. Now, so far, we've had the following former Bearcat basketball players here live at Mio's. Keith Greger, Deontay Vaughn, who we're gonna talk about in a little bit, <laughs> Zach Tobler, Corey Blunt, Art Long, and Donald Little. Now, you can go back and check those podcasts. They're available on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, and also available on our YouTube channel, Shine One Media. We will be off from a podcast on January 1st, the Tulane game, because obviously the Bearcats will be uh, winning a football game the day before, right? So everybody's going to be celebrating that, that big victory over Alabama. We're going to win that, trust me. January 6th, we'll be back with a live podcast from 7 to 8 p.m. here. It's a 9 p.m. tip versus SMU. On January 12th, we will be here as well versus East Carolina, 5 to 6 p.m. We have two really, really good former players lined up for those podcasts, and I'm going to leave that for a surprise. I'm not going to announce that just yet. This segment is sponsored by the College of Arts and Sciences at the University of Cincinnati. They now have a flexible bachelor's degree that will allow you to graduate conveniently and affordably, and you won't lose any credit or have to start over. I'm excited to welcome in this former Bearcat legend that played from 2008 to 2012. He was a huge recruit from Mick Cronin, and I personally think he was the recruit that really jump-started everything for Mick. He played on the last team to be in the Sweet 16 for the Bearcats yes, and was an enormous part of that success. I'd like to welcome in my guy, number 34, Yancey Gates. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. What's going on, man? Nothing much. Uh, happy to be home for the holidays. Able to enjoy this time here. It's rare, so I'm just enjoying myself. Well, tell, every, tell everyone here uh, what you've been up to. Um, I've been playing professionally overseas. Um, I've pretty much probably been everywhere. You can think of Paris, Germany, Russia, China, even Lithuania to the smallest places. Um, but um, I've, I've enjoyed it. I've been doing it for the last 10 years. It's been a great experience. Um, and other than that, you know, when I'm home in the summer, I'm here working out and just spending time with my family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, talk about your family a little bit. Um, you know, my, uh, my mom and my dad still here. Um, we're from Cincinnati which is, they were a lot of the reason I stayed here to play, um, for them to be able to, you know, interact, be at every home game. They never missed a home game. And they even came and drove to the close Memphis game. Sure. And tournament games like that. So that was great. Um, I have a daughter who goes to um, Clark. So spending time with her is everything. So, you know, I miss a lot of time with her sometimes when I'm overseas because we can be over there from six to nine months a year. But... You know, she's, able, she's been able to travel over there, you know, and, and gain different experiences. But, you know, making sure I get quality time with her when I'm in the city is pretty much my priority. That must have been tough last year with the pandemic. Um, no one could come over there, correct? Yeah, no one could come over during when the you pandemic. you planned. Now, yeah. and, and you want to tell everybody what happened when you were over there? You, you tested positive, mm -hmm. but no symptoms. And yeah, no symptoms. No nothing, and I was in Turkey, and they have real, they're still very strict. Very strict. So once you test positive, you have to stay in your house for 10 days, 
you can't have contact with anybody. And um, if you go outside and you're caught, you'll get fined. Because um, any store that you go in, you have to give them a code. And it tells them if you tested positive oh, wow. in the last 10 days. Yeah, so that was the first thing I had to do when I, rode, uh, when I arrived to Turkey was fill out forms so I can be in their system to track COVID. Yeah. yeah. Now, have you learned any other languages? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you're probably not there long <laughs> enough. It's some. Uh, I mean, honestly, I think if it wasn't for the coaches being able to speak English and having teammates that speak English, I would. But, you know, thankfully they don't. So, you know, I'll pick up on a few words while I'm there. But once I come home, it's just like poof. It's just like disappeared. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now, your your daughter, you said she's 12. Mm -hmm. uh, you had her your freshman year yeah, when you were here. Year. Yeah. Um, does she play basketball? No. She doesn't? She doesn't. What? Yeah, she doesn't play it. What she, does she play? Does she play any sports? She no. Just... She's just school and TikTok like the rest of the kids. <laughs> school and TikTok. Yeah, school and TikTok. <laughs> How are you as a father? What type? So I was talking to Donald Little, and I asked him what type of you know parent he was, and he said he is super soft. Like he is so soft on his girls. He has girls. Yeah. They get everything they want. What type of parent are you? Oh, I'm the same. I have one child. It's a it's a girl, and I'm like super soft on her. She knows it. She'll tell anybody like, oh, it's okay. My my dad loves me. He'll get it. Like, yeah. But at the same time, you know, I have to sometimes be an enforcer. You yeah. know, when it, when it comes to school and, you know, attitude, character, you know, it's a thin line between yeah, soft sure. and strict. For sure. <laughs> yeah. now, let me ask you this. So I know when, when Kobe Bryant uh, passed away mm -hmm. and um, his daughter being in a helicopter with him, the awareness of being a girl dad mm -hmm. really became a movement across the country. Yeah. And you heard a lot of, I think, fathers kind of speak up and say, well, I wanted to have a boy, but then once I had a daughter, I loved it. Oh, and yeah. I, I loved the experience. Were you that same way, like oh, hoping yeah. it was a boy originally, but oh, then yeah. once you had her, you were like, this is the greatest. <laughs> yeah, that's like the natural instinct of a man for that, you know, you hear you having one, I want a boy, you know. But once he, once he was born and I was one of the lucky fathers, I, was, I actually got to hold her before her mom. Oh, really? Yeah, so the doctor gave her to me first. How did, it, how'd that go over? Was that a... Oh, it, she was cool. She okay. was fine. Because, I, and, you know, but it was like an instant attachment. You know, once she, give, once, once she was handed to me. And it's crazy because three days later, we left to play Pitt. <laughs> Literally, three days after she was born, we left to play Pittsburgh. But So you were was, in the middle of the season. Yeah, I was, it was middle of February. Wow. She was born February 12th. So, so did that give you a little extra motivation to, to be... A better basketball player. Oh yeah, for sure. You're having a child. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, you know, it's just extra motivation to just be better overall, overall in life. Yeah. Because oh, yeah, you actually have someone dependent on you. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's just a different feeling. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so mm -hmm. tell everybody out here. I know you and I have discussed this before, but tell everybody where you got the name Yancey. Oh, that's no. <laughs> that's such a unique name. See now, people are turning around like, yeah, we want to know how'd you get the name. Yancey. Oh, man. That was a phone conversation. But, <laughs> but my uh, parents' favorite show was this cowboy show. And the star of the cowboy show was named Yancey Derringer. And, of course, now my name is Yancey <laughs> Derringer. <laughs> so it's just... I, it's, it's crazy. I hate it. Now, have you ever watched the show? Never. Never but seen I it. But I did look it up. Okay. And it was, you know, the countryest cowboy thing I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. And but I'm you, named after that. But you know what's crazy is that generation, and even before your parents, mm -hmm. cowboy movies were everything. Yes, everything. My dad watches cowboy movies yeah. like you wouldn't believe. Even, and he, even now. I walk in, they're watching a Western. And they're still watching it. My like, dad's the same way. <laughs> well, they said that back in the, you know, I forget what year it was, but one of every three movies that came out was a Western movie oh, yeah. back in the day. Could you imagine that? Like, nah. if you saw a, West, a Western movie pop up now, you're like, man, I'm not watching that. Yeah, I'm not watching that. <laughs> but back in the day, it was a, was a thing. Now, I'm sure, you, I'm sure you have gotten this a lot, and you, you've gotten in the past. Did you play football? I did. I played football until I got to the seventh grade. Okay. Yeah. I, 
because once I got to the seventh grade, I was six six. So, jeez, yeah, I, I hit I hit my little spurt. So I felt like I was too tall to continue to play football. Yeah. What position were you playing? I was mostly playing DN and then the little offense. I would play tight end. Okay. Because yeah, I was still tall for my age, but seventh grade I was six six. You'd have been a tough tight end, man. <laughs> so, so did the high school coach? Who's the every, high school coach at Withrow at the time? Um, Doc, Doc Rivers. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yep, yep. Every every day. Come on. Come on. It'd be an easy scholarship. I'm like, I got. I'm gonna get an easy one now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a hooper. Yeah, like, but every day he asked me, and and the way I would, the way I stopped him, is I told him I'll play if I can play quarterback. Oh, he he went. It, it was over. He didn't want no part of you being he, a quarterback. He asked me no more. <laughs> <laughs> now now speaking of. Football, this would be a great segue. Uh, the Bearcat football team obviously has a game on uh, New mm -hmm. Year's Eve uh, against Alabama. Yeah. Have you been following the Bearcats football team? Oh, yeah. I've been loving it. Ranked in front of Ohio State. Yeah. Everything. I've been loving it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I've been loving it. For sure. Uh, what, do you, what, what do you think about that game? Do you think we could beat Alabama? I mean, I think anything's possible. It's only one game. Yep. It's not, you know, best out of five or nothing. One game. Anything is possible. How was the football team when you played here, when you were playing basketball? I can't oh, remember. That was, uh, was that? That was Marty Gilliard. Oh, yeah, they were good. The yeah, it was good. That's when they played Florida. Oh, yeah. yeah it was good. The football games was, was fun. We yeah. were there a lot, for sure. That's good. Well, it's good to see, obviously, the football team doing well. Yes, sir. But also, you know, knowing that I think the, the basketball team is back on the rise and it will be on the rise here right. so that's definitely good to see um let's talk a little bit about you know yancey you being a hometown kid mm -hmm. and you know if you go on twitter now um there's a lot of you know athletes that talk about being a hometown kid yeah. a hometown hero yeah. right you're starting to see that on social media a lot mm -hmm. um, a lot of guys that are at like the princeton's and molars and all that are staying home and playing football at, at uc mm -hmm. Um, for you, you know, being one of, you know, I think several guys like Damon Flint and others, Bobby Brannon, yeah. that stayed here in Cincinnati to play, what factored into your decision to stay home and play for the Bearcats? Oh, we, that was, um, it was the time we was in the Big East. Yeah. So, you know, I was, I'm looking at the perfect opportunity to be close to my mom and dad because I was, you know, a little nervous about going far from home. But I was like, I have the best conference down the street. Yep. So it was like a no-brainer. Once I got, you know, close to the time where I was feeling like I wanted to commit, it was almost a no-brainer. I knew, like, I was going to Cincinnati. Who were the, who were, tell uh, everyone some of the schools that were recruiting you at the time. Um, I had a few schools recruiting. Um, uh, Ohio State had offered me Syracuse. I had got one Georgetown. Florida was actually my first offer. Um, was that Billy Donovan? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that was Billy Donovan. Yep. Um, and you know, it was, a, it was a few more, but it was just, man, it was like home, Big East. I've been watching the Bearcats my whole life. It just felt, it just felt right. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's go ahead and jump into it. I want to talk about your, your career, and then we'll talk a little bit more about, um, you know, this current Bearcat basketball team and Coach Wes Miller. Mm -hmm. But looking at your freshman year, 2008-2009, uh, being a freshman, and I think for any collegiate athlete, no matter what sports you play, being a freshman, there, there's a process to adapt to the college game. Oh, it's yeah. so very, very different. Mm -hmm. What was that like for you coming in as a freshman, adapting to college basketball? Was it tough? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's tough, but it was, it was fun because, you know, I was fortunate enough to have another freshman like Kashmir to go through it with. Uh, Dion was there. Uh, but, you know, it was a grind. It was hard, especially, you know, our class coming in, we were expected to play a lot early. Yep. Yep. So, we, so now our process is sped up a little more. You know, we started games, we, everything our freshman year. So, you know, it was, it was tough, but it was fun. And, I mean, I enjoyed every bit of it. I mean, you know, I'm an athlete, so <laughs> it's yeah, like the no, challenge we, we take it. For sure. Yeah. Now, now you, you coming in, prior to you coming into the Bearcats, um, Mick had not had a tremendous amount of success mm -hmm. from a win standpoint and you know kind of the hope was that you would come in and, yeah. and amongst others and change that uh, when Mick and the staff was recruiting you uh, was there a conversation that hey Yancey 
you're going to come here and start right away? Or was it, hey, you're going to earn what you get? What was the sales pitch? I'm oh, wondering. Oh, man. Honestly, I think I was probably his easiest sell pitch ever. Like, we, we kind of had normal conversation. He didn't never have to really sell me on starting uh -huh. or anything because me inside I already felt like I'm capable of coming in and starting. Yeah. So I didn't need a coach to sell that to me. So, like, honestly, he was just letting me know the direction he wanted to go in. Mm -hmm. And just normal conversations, getting to know each other. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, yeah. He didn't really have to you know, sell me on a dream or a promise. You know? And, you, and you, you grew up watching the Bearcats right. and watching a lot of, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, the famous guys play. Who were some of the guys that you watched as a kid that played for the Bearcats that you were like, that's my guy? Like, oh, man. Some of your no, favorite it was a, Bearcats. It was a few. Like, Kenyon. Kenyon was a household favorite. My mom liked him. My sister liked him. My sister was just, my sister was just asking me if I seen his son play. Oh, yeah, KJ. <laughs> so, yeah, so... Man, then you had even Donna Little after that. You had Max Steele after that. Mm. And uh, me and Max, we was we was hanging out in the summer league. I was with Detroit when he was still there. Uh, even like Steve Logan. Yep. Man, all day. K. Sap, Kenny Satterfield. Like some, all of them. Some legends, yeah, man. Everybody. <laughs> Mentioned a yeah, lot of everybody, man. A lot of good. All day. Yeah, for sure. Now, so your Bill Williams. Your your freshman year. Um, Obviously, it was you, uh, Deontay, you know, was there. We had, we had Deontay on the podcast, and, mm -hmm. and he was great. What was it like playing with Deontay? Man, he was my roommate. Oh, oh he, didn't say, <laughs> he didn't tell me that. Yeah, yeah give us was, the... He was my roommate, man. Uh, now, I appreciate Dante because me being a freshman, he was a junior. You know, he, he, he helped me a lot going through the process on and off the court, being able to handle school, and basketball, yeah. like being being his roommate and being able to, you know, him being able to talk and just, just chilling, you know, not even really nothing crazy. It, like, it helped a lot. Uh, and, and, and I think sometimes people don't understand the, the grind of college athletics. Playing basketball is like a full-time job. Oh, yeah. And then you also have school. Mm -hmm. So to balance those two things. It's crazy. It's, it's tough. Yeah, you know, you might... You might on a Wednesday have a 6 a.m. weight lift yep. in class at 7. <laughs> yep. You still got powder on your hands yep. in the weight room. Been there. And then you got four classes, and then 3.30, you got a three-and-a-half-hour practice. And then after that, you got study tables. Make sure your homework done. You don't get to bed till 2 in the morning some nights. And then you have to perform <laughs> on yeah. game night. Yes. And if you don't, mm -hmm. you're getting criticized. And by man. coaches, fans. Yeah, and There's, you know, especially when we was Big East, we was having a Monday night game. Oh, yeah. You know, those Thursday yeah. night games. Yeah, you know, the, so it was, TV. Yeah, so it was like, oh, man, I'm, I need a five hour. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. Let's talk about that. We were talking a little bit before we went on air here, but that, that Big East grind, mm -hmm. man, I, and I remember when you played, I mean, UConn coming in, Villanova coming in. Yeah, every and night. Even, even the teams that people didn't look at as like, you know, the top tier teams, the St. John's and all that, mm -hmm. it was still a battle. The yeah. Rutgers, it was still a battle. Oh, but every the night. year St. John's had Hardy in them. Oh, that's true. They beat Duke at Duke. That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it was they, a lot. The Big East was just rough. Yeah. Top to bottom. DePaul finished last, but they averaged the most points on the board in the Big East. Like, that's, that's crazy. Weird. So now when you go play DePaul, you're like, oh, they ain't won, but. They're going to score 9,500 points. So now we got to score tonight. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it was, it's crazy. And, and speaking of DePaul, that was the year that you guys lost your freshman year. You yeah, lost to DePaul in the first round. That was the first game they won, the whole Big East. Crazy. <laughs> it was the first game. <laughs> I was at that game because it was in New York City, yep. Madison, Madison Square Garden. Square. I was at that, and I was just like, oh, yeah. man. But, but you know what? I mean, for me, I was a freshman. So when it happened, it was like, oh, man, I never want to lead a guard that fast again. Like, yeah. Because it was too fun. Even though we lost, the experience was, like, unmatched. Right. It was, so it was like, man, I never want to leave this early again. Like, being in New York City, yeah. being in the most famous arena in the yeah. world. Celebrities there. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> now, your freshman year, you guys did not make the NCAA tournament. Mm -mm. Your freshman year. No. Nope. Um, so losing to DePaul first round, mm -hmm. didn't make the NCAA. 
did those events ins- like motivate you guys, inspire you guys to put in that off-season grind and come back better that, that 2009-2010 season? Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely because now Cashmere's coming back. So now our, we have our point guard coming back. We still got Deontay Vaughn. You still got Rashad Bishop and them type of guys. So, oh, yeah, and then you bring in a Lance Stevenson. Uh, Jaquan Parker came in yep. as K red shirted. It was, you know, so not only did we, you know, get older, we also got better. Yep. So definitely, yeah, coming in that year, that was the year we went to Maui. We definitely had a lot more motivation. And now, now I'm serious when I tell you this, Yancey. I think you were the recruit mm-hmm. that changed everything. And here's why. Because I think you opened the gates Pardon the pun, but <laughs> you opened the gates to get in a yeah. Lance. Oh, yeah, yes, sir. You agree with yeah. that? And, and these other recruits to come yeah. in because they see one of the top kids in the country yeah. is coming to the University of Cincinnati. Oh, and the thing was, me and Kashmir, we was at NBA camp together in Virginia. And he was still committed to Clemson, but he was, that's when that's he right. was going through the, he was considering decommitting. Yep. So we at lunch, because he's considering Cincy. So he like, what you gonna do? I was like, look, if you come, I'll commit when I go home. And that's when he went decommitted. And then like two weeks later, I committed and then he committed. Wow. Yeah, so it was, it was like, and then even like Lance, when he came into town because we had already been to like Adidas camp together mm-hmm. and just on the, on the Adidas AAU circuit together, I was the first person he asked for because that was a comfortable face, a sure. familiar face. So. You know, landing recruits, and they knew me. We was on the, you know, on that same AAU playing field. So yep. It's like, yeah, I can, I'll go play. Good players want to play with good players. Absolutely. So, you know, it's, it's just that thing. You were that, I say, you were that centerpiece to, to Mick Cronin. It, it, so if you look at it, Mick Cronin's success and being at UCLA can attribute a lot to two people, in my opinion. One is Deontay Vaughn, and the mm-hmm. other one is you. Yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah, but he'll say it. You know, I talked to him when he made the move, and, he was even saying thank you, and I'm just like, man, we all put in our hard work in our area. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah, no no, no question. Uh, now, your second year, like we said, you're playing with Lance, you got Deontay, Cash, Deion Dixon, yep. right? Uh, you guys lost in the second round of the NIT. Yeah. So, we got two years in a row, still no NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and I asked a former Bearcat that comes on the podcast, at any point, and, and I'm looking at this season because of no NCAA, yes, you're playing in the Big East. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got a good core guys around you, but did you ever think about transferring? No, I never did. Not one time? No, I never thought about transferring. Like, for one, I'm not sitting out a year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and for two, I came here knowing that it, you know, he was, the, the program was still building up to something. Yep. So, just because he got a little tough, I wasn't going to just bail out and quit. So, I can appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. You're here and for it, the and long it made, haul. And it made it mean more once we, uh, once we achieved it. It meant more. And, and, and to kind of steal an overused phrase, you really did trust the process. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right? Definitely, yeah. I know that's an overused yes, phrase, definitely. but it was a yeah, process. It was definitely you a were, process. It was definitely a process. So let's, let's, Yancey, let's jump into your, your third season, 2009 to 2010. Um, I'm sorry, 2010 to 2011. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, this is your junior year. Do you now feel like this is your team? Oh, yeah. Yeah, junior year was definitely the year. Even because I had, I now, I, had, I even had the confidence of my teammates. Like, even and including the seniors, you know, like Rashad Bishop and Larry Davis, mm-hmm. even, uh, you know, Darnell Wilkes, like, they didn't mind that, you know, even though it was their senior year, they just wanted to win. Yeah. Before they got out of here, they wanted to get to the tournament. And even though a lot of people didn't know what to expect from us with Lance and Tate leaving, like, we knew because we was in the gym we knew what we were going to do and going to be capable of the following season. Right. So that was, yeah, that was definitely the year. Put in a, we put in a lot of work that year, too. 
and what, what were those conversations like with Mick talking to you leading into your junior year season? Was, was Mick saying to you, like, Yancey, man, this is your team. You need to take charge of this group. Nah, he, he, didn't, he didn't have to. Like, we were pretty much, we already knew because I had already, I had, I had already, you know, I had went to San Francisco that summer, worked out, got in better shape, got ready. You know, we was more focused. So once I came home, open gym, we were like, you know, dominate open gym, make your mark. That way, you know, I know and the team know when going forward how we was moving and Coach Cronin even, you know, ran things towards that way. So, and that was, the, we started off that year with our first, what, 20, 20 wins before Fifth. Villanova? 15? 15 and 0. 15 and 0? Yep. <laughs> Start off 15 and 0. And that's, that's tough to do in college basketball. Yeah, for sure. And that's 15 and 0 with, in the Big East. We're losing our leading score the year before, and people expecting Lance to step into that for his sophomore year, but he yep. decided to leave early. But we, we knew what we were going to be capable of, especially on defense, because that's where we lived at. Right. And of course. That's a staple yeah. of Mick Cronin's team. Right. So we, just had, we, just, we knew we just had to wait for the lights to come on and be able to showcase. So, as you said, you guys are 15-0 to start the season. And one of my favorite things is you guys beat Xavier by 20. Yeah, at home. At yeah, home. beat them by 20. And, and, and spanked them. As my guy Brandon McIntosh is over there, <laughs> former, former Xavier player. He's giving us a look right now. Looking like top flight security. I see you, B-Mac. Um, but you guys finally make the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. um, lose the, to UConn. Yeah. But it feels like... This season, you're really the whole team, the program is really turning the corner. Yeah, that was that was that was the that was the turn. That was definitely the turn because now when you you're back in the tournament, now everybody sees you. Yeah. So that's for recruiting Absolutely. and everything. And you know, we we was able to get the win against Missouri first, which was a great win. So you know, it was like, okay, now you even expect more for the next season coming up. No question. So, like I said, you guys, you know, lose to uh, lose to UConn, yeah. um, but had a great season. Mm -hmm. So now, you're getting ready to be a senior. Uh -huh. This is your last. This is your last hurrah. Yeah, Expectations sure. are extremely high. Yeah. Now, yeah, you got to make the tournament. Now. <laughs> you uh, you got to make the tournament. You got to yeah. make a run in the tournament. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, right. You can't you just make it. You got to make the run. Yeah. Did you feel going into the season? With the expectations, did you feel pressure? No, not really. Not really. I didn't feel no pressure because, man, we had we had good guys that year still, and you know we lost good guys, but we were still in sync. You know, like we was all friends. That was one team where I can legit say like, probably top to bottom. Even though we gonna have our differences, we were all friends. Yeah. So. It was just easy to play. It was just real easy to play. And, and you talk about, you know, your teammates and friends. We look at uh, Sean Kilpatrick was on that team. Uh, mm -hmm. Dion, Cash, yeah. of course, who you Justin. came in with. Parker, yeah. Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson, yeah. <laughs> Crazy JJ. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but I think there was, well, there was two games, but one game in particular that I found interesting. You guys come in with all these, you know, high expectations, <laughs> great players, and you guys come out and lose the Presbyterian. Yeah. Explain, like, so explain going into that game. What, was it something that was building up? Was it just something that just, just happened Honest, that nah, day? Honestly, because I think we had won a few games right before that, and we, like, you know, we smacked them. Yeah. So we was kind of like... We don't Presbyterian, so we, you know, we kind of went into chill mode. Yeah. And once you go into chill mode, and we was in chill mode in practice, like Cronin's cussing, yelling, we're going to lose. we like, no way. Yeah. So we in yeah. chill mode. <laughs> and then and the game starts, we start off cooking them. Yep. And we went right back into chill mode, and we never could get out of it. So that was, that was a good learning process for us, though. Yeah. And, it, and that's one of those things. If, if it doesn't matter who you play, Presbyterian, Monmouth, Tennessee Tech. If you give any college players confidence, for sure, they're right? college player. They're college players. They, they got a scholarship for a reason. reason. Yeah, Absolutely, they're there for a reason. So, and that, man, and it was so crazy. I never forget the. I never forget how it ended. Well, we come down, and 
We miss boom. He outletted to the guard. He literally pulls a Steph Curry. Just go, dribble, 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 pull up. Game. Game. I was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And I had to shake their hands after that. Like oh, we were like, oh not my good. God. <laughs> <laughs> what was that locker room like? Be between oh, not only players but but coaches. Man, it wasn't even so much the players. We just knew the next week is just about to be ridiculous. Brutal. Like Man, and it was, and we knew it was gonna be bad because Cronin, he came in the locker room. Uh oh. Said, "I told y'all." <laughs> he the didn't. Worst. He didn't yell. He didn't cuss. He looked and said, "All right," and left. We said, "Oh, oh boy, it's gonna be a bad week." It was. A, it was a tough week. It was a tough week. Yeah, some tough practices. <laughs> oh, for sure. For How sure. were those film sessions? Oh, brutal. Film sessions was brutal, but necessary. Yeah. Yeah, because by time, man, and that's one thing I always loved about Coach Cronin was how good he is with breaking down the other team. Because he would break that team down so good and put it on paper. So by the time we get into the game on defense, we see the back cut before the back cut. Yeah. Like, you know, mistakes happen, but, man, it was like, it was textbook. Sure. It was like clockwork. Yeah, you guys always felt prepared oh, yeah. going yeah. into games. Even if we knew if we struggled in the score tonight, because we had those nights, but we won some of them games those nights too. Yeah. Because we were we knew once we make it a grinded out game, we'll get them. <laughs> and, I, and I'm going to tell you what, Yancey, one of the toughest things, I know when I was playing with, with the Bearcats and, you know, especially when we would lose a game, mm -hmm. the film session the next day, and coaches just rewinding the same play over and over. And it's and you. Point, yeah, it's you, <laughs> and it's circling, and it's, that's, that's brutal. It's brutal. And, but, man, film is the best thing for you, because when you yeah, see your mistake, absolutely. and you see how bad, or sometimes how dumb you look. <laughs> well, sometimes you don't know when you're on the court. Yeah, you don't realize right. it. And then when you see it, you just like, I'll never do that again, because yep. I just look horrible. <laughs> <laughs> right away <laughs> uh, been there so um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong but I think another loss and I think the Presbyterian loss helped you guys there was another loss was it the overtime game against Marshall was that that was it was it Marshall that year it was like an overtime loss I believe right it was I think yeah, that, uh, it was Marshall that year at home again at home uh, again but, but okay so I, I personally think you know, and we'll, we'll talk about the end of the year here in a second, but I think those games helped. And oh, they, yeah. They, they helped shape a mentality for you guys. Not for sure, because honestly, Marshall, we didn't, we didn't just come out and dog walk the game. We was playing. Yeah. It turned into a we, – we let them turn it into a scrappy game. And usually that's okay with us, but – we like they they wanted that one like yeah they wanted that one and I I had ended up playing with a guy in Israel who was on that team and we were talking about it uh huh and he was like man we was we was awful after that <laughs> <laughs> they put they they put all that energy in yeah, the beat right they he was like man we beat y'all and we got cocky and lost the next five I said whoa wow like, but it was like it was just one of those games it taught us because. They did to us what we would do to teams when we was having a rough night scoring. Yeah. And we like, damn, they did that to us. So right. it's like, you know, we learned a lesson. Like, it can't be done to us. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so um, now I interviewed you. Uh, I forget I forget exactly when, when it was, but I, I'd reach out to you, Yancey, and I wanted to get you on the podcast last year or whenever it was, and I said I wanted to talk about the Xavier game, mm -hmm. your senior year, and you said, hey, that's, that's cool. I'm, I'm willing to talk about that. Yeah. And us talking about it, um, you even told me that's really the first time you've really talked about the brawl yeah. <laughs> uh, in, in public and gave your side of, of the situation. And it's crazy because I had several media people listen to that podcast, local media people, and hit me up and said, I never knew all that. Like one guy wrote an article that wasn't a good article towards <laughs> you. Sure. Yeah, and sure. then when he heard the podcast, he was like, I feel like writing that article now. 
now yeah. that I hear Yancey's side. I, mean, yeah, I can understand that, though, because, you know, I'm real private. Very private, so yes. Me reaching out to a Kenny Freeze, I'm not, going, I'm not doing it for other people's approval. I'm doing it because I feel deep down that was the right thing to do. Well, let's, so. let's, let's, we're going, we want to dive into that because I know a lot of Bearcat fans want to know about the Xavier brawl and, and, what all, and what all happened and what was going on in the, in the minds of the Bearcat players. So we're, we're going to talk about that right now. So take us, I, I think it's only proper that we actually go back. There were things that led up to that yeah, for sure. actual. Why don't you tell the fans yeah. about that? I mean, like, I, like we talked about it, you know, people don't know it started in the summer. Me and Two Holloway was playing in the Devil Rose League together. And we was, we was beating everybody, 30, 40. And that's, you know, summer league. So it's straight hooping. And so, you know, people, you know, of course, people in the stands, people here, they're going to always talk. Yep. So, you know, you got Cash, you got Dion, SK watching us play. But you got people, oh, Yancey should play with two. He would have been better with two. Or even other people saying, oh, man, two would have been better with Yancey instead of a freeze. Yep. So, you know, as an athlete, you take offense. So, you, you know, it's aggressive. So, you know, whatever, the summer's over. Nobody, I, nobody's even thinking about that no more half the time. So, it's, we're, lead, we're leading up, you know, the week, how the week go, leading up to the Xavier game. Intense. It's the most intense thing a player can do on a basketball court, leading up to a uh, Xavier game. But... You know, the week's intense, you know, media's in and out. So, you know, some things were said in the media, you know, would this guy start here, would that guy start here? So I heard I that. Think, you know, that really started, you know, everything brewing because now on the other side, you they like, what? Like, you shouldn't even answer it, like, blah, blah, blah. So, so walking into the game, we knew it was going to be a little more intense than normal, but nobody thought that intense. Like, it got intense. <laughs> so, right. Like, so make sure you stay close to the mic. Okay. Yeah. So you know, just going through the motions of the game. You know, two comes right out the game and, and walks straight up to SK and whispers in his ear. Yeah. Like. So so to take that step back, Sean Kilpatrick, I believe, was on local radio. Yeah. On and radio. was asked a question about two Holloway. Two Holloway. So that that created some. Yeah, it created tension because you know, two like, oh, why are you talking about me, SK? Like. You're not starting over my point guard, which right. is right. Like, you know, I'm not going to say somebody's starting over cash. Even, never. You feel me? So, you know, the tension hot. So, to Holloway, he, lead, he he goes up, says something to SK. So, right then and there, we know. We're like, oh, yeah, okay. It's going to be a wild night. Like, right. Even then, you still don't think it's going to get that wild. But just the, the process of the game, the tension, the uh, back and forth between the players, you know, once, once that build up. The adrenaline gets <laughs> yeah, going. Once it's going, it's going. So, you know, it's just one of those things. Now, now take us back. So, so you and Kenny Freeze had an incident, I believe, in the shootout the year before. That was C correct. Was that the year before? Or the, when, he, when the head That like was head freshman butt. year. That was freshman year. Yeah, freshman year. He gave you a headbutt, correct? Yeah, he, he headbutted me. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, even then... By time then, I ain't care nothing about that. You know, like, that was, we was hooping. Yeah. You know, so, but, you know, it's just one of those things, like, when it all started to form, too, you know, like I said, you know, me and my teammates, we was all close. Like, we, we, we up in the rooms on our free time, we together. We wasn't in this room, we wasn't in that room. We was brothers. Right. Like, we, because, like, my teammates, the ones who couldn't make it home for holidays, they went to my house, because I was up the street. And my mom knew, my parents knew, like, we're going to cook extra. Because I got about four or five more coming with me. Right. And they, my height, my size, we coming to eat. So, yep. like, my teammates was my brothers. So, you know, so when it, you know, when it jumps off. Yeah, you got to you know, have your, your brothers My back. natural reaction is, like, that's family, that's y'all. So, it's just going to be what it's going to be. What, what, <laughs> what was the one moment for you, you know, being on the court? I know we could watch the film. But what was the one moment for you, Yancey, that you feel really triggered, okay, punches are going to be thrown now? Oh, man, it was when, i never forget, two Holloway, two, two Holloway, he walks up. Oh, man, was it G-Line or was it? G-Line was on the bench, I believe, right? No, G-Line was in the game. He was on the, in the yeah, game? G-Line was in. 
Um, Octavius was on the bench. Yeah, I think. it yeah. was Octavius. Octavius stood up when it started getting crap, and Two Holloway pushes his face. You know, uh, you know how that goes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so <laughs> that's when I threw the ball. So you know, like yeah. don't hit mine, I won't hit yours. So once it got to going. It got to going, so there's no holes going. So, like, I'm, you're not going to get me. You know? yeah. so, like, so so why why Kenny Freeze? Why did you pick him out? Was it just he's the first not, one you saw? And that was the thing. It wasn't a pick out. It was the first person coming towards me. I, I, I'm, I, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I like, boom, he's my size, too. So I'm like, no, not, yeah. like, that could have been me. Like, that's how I think in that situation. So I was just, I, I reacted how I reacted. So once, I mean, once you hit him, obviously he's got, he's got blood flowing and things are getting crazy. What's, what are you thinking at that point? Are you like, uh-oh? No, I see once, but that's the thing. Like, once I hit freeze, <laughs> once I seen freeze and he failed, I was no longer thinking of freeze. You were looking I was thinking about the crowd over there fighting. Oh. So that's why he went down, I went to the crowd. So like, you know, cause I'm gonna do that for my, like, for my family, my real family. Yeah, like, yeah. Y'all not gonna be in nothing and I'm watching. Right. Like, we in it together, then we in it together. So if not, then it's gonna be half and it ain't gonna work. So we're gonna hoop together, we're gonna go hang out together. And if we got to, we're gonna fight together. So yeah. that's, just, that's just how I am. Like right now, if somebody come up to you, I got you. <laughs> That's just me. <laughs> now, going going from the court to the locker room, and then getting in the locker room, I'm sure you're still amped up. Honestly, by the time we got to the locker room, I was I was calm down. You were calm because I had because it was over. There was no more noise. There was no more people flying around. It was just us, and it was over. And I was <laughs> me and I talked about it a couple times. I was mad at I. Because I told him, if you wouldn't have left the bench, two wouldn't have mushed you, and I wouldn't have threw the ball. Yeah. Like, yep. But, yep. but it happened. But, you know, it was just one of those things. So once we was in the hallway and everything was settling, everybody was settling, you know. The adrenaline was, was, was just was leaving. Settled. Yeah. So were you guys all in the locker room together as a team, and mm -hmm. then Mick came in? Yeah. It was was Mick like slow to come in there or was he in there right away? He went to the uh, Mick went to media first. Okay. So we was just waiting for him. Everybody, you know, was just chilling out, nobody really talking or nothing. And then we just waited for Cronin to come in. How how was that when he came in? Man, he was actually I couldn't believe he was that calm, but I think because of the situation, he had to be that calm. Yeah. So, you know, we just kind of showered up and hit the and just hopped on the bus. And then we just handled everything. They talked about everything that next morning. Did your phone blow up? No, my phone didn't blow up. Because I don't give a lot of people my number. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. But, no, nah, my phone didn't blow up. It was, you know, but it was, it was just one of those things that day. People called. It wasn't really a, like, oh, man, but, you know, just making sure, like, I was mentally okay. You know, so it was cool, though. So, so what, did your, what did your mother and father say? Oh, they just, like I said, they just wanted to make sure I was okay. Like, you know, stuff happened, but, you know, we're still human. So they just wanted to make sure I was mentally okay. Yeah. Like, so, so what was it like, Yancey? And obviously, when you walk around town, like, people see you. <laughs> like I told you, you were at the mall yesterday, and somebody sent me a right. message saying, Yancey's at the mall. I'm like, all right, cool. Right. You're, you're the biggest guy at the mall, right? So... <laughs> Right after the shootout, you know, you're walking around town. Are people asking you about it? Are they saying, like, comments? I'm sure Xavier fans saw you. Uh, not really. Not too much. You know, a couple comments here and there, but it wasn't really too much. I think, honestly, the most was when we got to uh, New York for the Big East tournament. The, uh, the parade from the New York Giants was coming down the street, and some guy seen me get off the bus. He was like... Oh, that's that guy that knocked out the dude. Wow. <laughs> in, the middle of, in the middle of Manhattan. I'm like, oh, give me an old <laughs> Like, that's crazy. Like, but that yeah, other crazy. than that, like, not really, not really too much. That The clip of the, the brawl just ran over and over. Yeah. And it's still to this day they, they run it. How do you feel about that, like, when you see it today? Are you like, man, I hope they quit running that or... Nah, or just like it I is what it is. Like, whatever. <laughs> like, 
If they want to keep running it, they can keep running it. But, I mean, the only thing I don't like is that they run it before the guys play now. Them guys had nothing to do with nothing it. Nothing to do with it. Not even same conference, same coaches, no nothing. So, you know, if they want to run it, they should run it on their time. They shouldn't run it before the games when, yeah. the new, when these young kids is about to play. Like, right. this is they cross-town shootout. They shouldn't relive what we did. Right. Like, that was us. They should just let it go. Right. <laughs> now, now, one thing that I want you to talk about with Bearcat fans, many don't know, is you ended up reaching out to Kenny Freeze. Yeah, I was reaching out to Kenny Freeze. Uh, me and two, people don't know, me and two friends. Yeah. Like, we've been friends since the Kentucky Derby, the Adidas All-Star game. We was on the same team. So even though all that happened, I hit him up, like, yo, send me Freeze's number. And he sent it to me. So I hit him up. We chopped it up. I said what I said, my apologies. He even said his, you know, like, because Freeze do stuff on the court people don't know about, but that's neither here nor there. Right. But... You know, so we talk, we talk, you know, I said my apologies, letting you know, like, it's just the heat of the moment. And, you know, we, we said our piece, and that was the end of it for us. Yep. And a lot of people don't know that part of the story. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you were able know. to get that out. You was, you was the first person I told. Yeah. Like, other than, like, my parents. Like, I never, like, I don't even think Cronin knew that. Yeah. Like, I just did it because, like I said, I felt like I should do it. Sure. Yeah, because yeah, those media guys were hitting me up, and they're like, whoa, whoa, he talked, like, they were like, that's crazy. So, <laughs> yeah, for sure. um, do people, so do you still have people today? Like, just come up and ask you about it randomly? Nah, they won't ask me about it, but they'll give you like. They kind of get to it. Be like the right hand. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, I mean, it's all cool. Like, it don't even it's, bother me at all. Like, so I, you know, this is funny. So here's the question. Being a parent and having a daughter, <laughs> Does she talk to you about it? I mean, she knows. Of course, yeah. Because her friends at school, like, oh, I'm gonna look up your dad. And, I, and like, you know, that's one of the first YouTube videos. Like, oh, I'm gonna look up your dad. Your dad plays ball, I'm gonna look him up. And, but we never really, like, talk, talked about it. But it's just like one of those things, like, she know. Yeah. But she, I'm her dad, so she don't care. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, I was always wondering. So, <laughs> all that stuff happens um, during the season. You you got suspended um, after the brawl. Uh -huh. How many games were you suspended? Six, Six games. Mm -hmm. Now, so one of the things I thought was fascinating is you, you talk about how close that team was. You get suspended, and the team comes together mm -hmm. and still goes on a seven-game winning streak. Right. And really holds it down. And, yeah, and, for the, sure. and the thought process is okay, they've gelled in a certain way. Now, when you come back in the fold, right. taking it to the next level. Is that yeah, how you guys sure. felt? I mean, that's how, that's how we felt. We knew that. You know, some people was like, oh, man, is he going to work in that? This and that. But, like, they knew at the end of the day, yeah, they won those games. But if we really going to win, like, I got to come back. Right. <laughs> like, so it was just one of those things, like, but and we and they also knew because now we got the the downhill the dribble drive offense, and we still got our old offense that we ran through me. So now once now once we're two. like four or five games in, Cronin starts to mix them. Teams don't notice it because it's still a four out. Yeah, and I'm just popping elbow hitting a cutter. So uh, it was interesting. Yeah, so that's that's really when our offense got better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was after that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even think about that. Mm. I re I remember I believe the first game. After the Xavier and when you were suspended, I, I think it was, it was the like right State, State game. Yeah, it was right yeah. State. Uh -huh. And I remember going to that game, and there was a picture of the team on the court at Wright State, all kind of like arms oh, yeah, together. Arms, yeah. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember that picture. And uh, they played well and, and, mm -hmm. and held it down. And obviously, you return. Team does well. You guys make a run to the mm -hmm. Sweet 16 and obviously lose to uh, Ohio State. I'm sure you didn't like that at all. Man. Of all the teams you got to lose to. Because Man. this city was so hyped up for the Bearcats versus Ohio State. Right. And you know being from here, you, yeah, you felt that. Sure. Oh, what, yeah. what was that game like? Oh, man. It, man, that game, man, that was that atmosphere, that feeling. It was, it was amazing. Like, even though we didn't come out on top, that's still a lifetime experience that not every college player get, you know, to make it to the Sweet 16 be at the TD Garden playing Ohio State. Like, yep. It was like, – you can't ask for more. Like You can, but who can complain? <laughs> sure. So 
going into the Sweet 16 game versus Ohio State, was your mindset and your teammates, if we get past Ohio State, we're winning this whole thing? Oh, yeah. Because we see, once we, once we see Ohio State, we like, okay, this is going to be the toughest. Yeah. Even though we know it, nothing was going to be easy. But we're looking at, we're looking at a, a, a Syracuse team that was dealing with a lot of stuff, Fat Mellow in and out. Yep. And then we saying, okay, between them and Wisconsin, like even though we wasn't thinking ahead, like we look at that, we like, oh yeah, we beating them. Like yeah. we just beat them. Right. So we go we and Wisconsin, we feel like they're they're not tough enough. Yep. Like so, and then we look ahead from there, and it's just like, it's on us. Right. So, but we felt like the whole tournament it was based on how we performed. It wasn't so much we felt like a team would just that be that much better than us. We just knew we had to perform. Right. So what was it like? And I, I know my senior year, but obviously you way more decorated player, finish on the Sweet 16 game, being a senior, knowing your Bearcat career is over. Mm -hmm. What was that like for you when that horn sounded and you're in the locker room knowing this is it? Oh, man, it was that was a it was a. You know, it was a lot of feelings, you know. It was a lot of mixed feelings because you spend so much time here, it becomes home. Yeah. Like, and then your teammates, and then, like, especially, like, the guys that's still going to be there. Like, when I was leaving, you know, like, Justin was still going to be here. He was my roommate. Cashmere was staying another year. Yep. You know, SK was still going to be here. Like, so, you like, dang, like, I'm not going to be playing with my boys next year. Right. Like, it's yep. unbelievable. But yep. then at the same time, you like, man, I did it. Like, I actually – came to college and had a good career like and you know not a lot of people can do that and you were as I said earlier you were such an important piece to changing the program around mm -hmm. yeah and as you are a senior and you're leaving and you talk about those next guys taking the taking the lead right the program was in a lot better place yeah for sure largely because of you <laughs> I appreciate and, that yeah no no seriously I appreciate that um so, and you talked about this briefly, but for the Bearcat fans, for you, you enjoy playing for Mick Cronin. Yeah, definitely. What, what, was, what did you enjoy about playing for Mick Cronin? Um, man, it's a lot, man. Cronin, he was, like, the Cronin y'all would see in the game, yelling, screaming. Like, we was okay with that because we knew him off basketball. Yep. Like, he was so, like, down to earth. And, you know, willing to, you know, hang out with his players. Like, right. we did stuff with Cronin all the time. Yeah. So, and, you know, I think that made it easier for us to play for him because he was easy to respect. Gotcha. And trust because not only would he have us in the locker room on the court, it, when we would go to his office outside of basketball, he would look out for us. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I've heard stories of players not getting that from their coach. Yeah. So, you know, that's – I feel fortunate that I was able to have that. Like, and that's why even to this day I can, you know, call Cronin and, and we, we'll chat. Like. Right. So what were your thoughts on his uh, UCLA run this oh, past season? Oh, man, it was crazy. I Isn't called that him. crazy? Yeah, it was crazy. I called him. He was like, man, he was like, I thought it was going to be your senior year, but I got it now. I was yep. like, right. <laughs> like, so, yep. Now it was, I just called, you know, called him, told him congratulations because, you know, that's – that's who brought me to college, you know. Gave like, you the opportunity. Yeah, like, he didn't have to offer me a scholarship when sure. he got into town. You know, so he gave me the opportunity to be able to not only play at the time, it was the best conference in basketball, but also do it at home. Yeah. So, you know, that was that was big. Yeah, no, no question about that. And it's crazy that UCLA was in the – they were in the – was it the playing game? They were in the, the playing game to the mm. Final Four? It I was, think so, it yeah. It was the playing like, game. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Um, Quickly, uh, how many years have you played professionally? Ten? Yeah, ten. It's been ten. Ten. You going to go do it again? Yeah, definitely. How many more years you got left? Uh, I want to do at least three. I want to do at least three to four more. Okay. I want to play at least three to four more years because I, I still love it. Yeah. Like, I still in love, you know, the, the, being competitive. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's even a little more fun now because now, you know, I'm 32, so I'm a guy come in the gym, you know, he's 25, and, you know, cook him up. You got to show him. <laughs> like, hey, you feel me? So, got to show him with the old head yeah, guy. So, it's, so it's, it's fun. It's still fun. Yeah. yeah. So you've had a chance to meet Wes Miller. 
mm -hmm. and talk with Wes Miller. Can you talk a little bit about uh, what you guys talked about and your feelings on Wes Miller? Oh man, well, you know we had a we had a brief chat, but um, oh man, I like I like Coach. I think I think his plan and you know the direction he wants to go. Yeah. And you know, especially with you know, hopefully the Big Twelve soon. I think I think he's gonna be great. I think he's great. He was great for the program. You know to reboot you know from yeah a couple you know down seasons and i think you know once he's here get his players in and get his system actually in place yeah, yeah. i think i think he's gonna be good like he's already showing signs with you know players he didn't recruit so yep that's always a plus i, I love his energy and us going to the big 12 yeah that's gonna be big kind of reminds me you know that feeling with being in the, yeah, big, east. the big east it's yeah. gonna help recruiting right big monday games come in oh. thursday yeah prime time night game nine o'clock at night right on tv espn you got that you gotta, you gotta <laughs> love those i mean you live, hey, live to them. play those yeah man like as a kid you watch those games you dream about those games and then when you're actually in those games yeah it's like unmatched yeah you know, no question it's an unbelievable feeling no question all right, Yancey, I have a uh, couple quick questions, uh, quick answers, okay? This is a little bit of an odd question, okay? <laughs> and I think I know what your answer is going to be. I'm going to call this MJ versus MJ. If you had the chance, would you rather be in their prime? Would you rather be Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player in the world? For sure. Or would you rather be... Michael Jackson, the most popular person in the world. <laughs> MJ or MJ? Oh, man. What would you, you – now, you're shaking your head, but I've had some people give me what? some answers that – for you, what, just – can you move? Can you moonwalk at all? No. no. <laughs> I Nancy, can't can I dance moonwalk? at all. <laughs> <laughs> man, Michael – man, oh, that's tough. You got to remember. Because them are the, like, two most famous two people. Two most famous people. But Michael Jackson had men cry for him. Fainting. Yeah, I'm fainting. I'm Mike. I'm Michael Jackson. People were falling out at Michael. <laughs> grown men passing yeah. out at Michael Jackson. Would you rather be Michael Jordan at his prime or Michael Jackson at his prime? Oh man, Michael. <laughs> it's tough. Man, that's tough, man. Because Michael Jackson is like the ultimate superstar. Ultimate, <laughs> ultimate entertainer. Hey, I ain't gonna lie, man. My childhood dream. If I could sing, I would have been a singer. You'd been a singer. So I'm Michael Jackson. <laughs> Michael Jackson. Did you guys expect that from Yancey? You didn't expect that one? <laughs> All right, my next question. Your most memorable Bearcat game ever Ooh, as a Syracuse player? Syracuse in the Garden. Syracuse in the Garden. Syracuse in the Garden. What about it? Everything. We all had a good game. Yeah. You can't that, – that seven, our five, our first five with Justin Park and – uh, Jeremiah Davis played good that game too. Okay. We all had a good game. The first half they lit them up. Yep. They spread the zone out, and I had 14 in the second half. I had two points in the first half. So and then to beat them to go to the championship of the Big East, you beat them in New York. Yeah. You got yep. Spike Lee there. Denzel was there. Man. Jada Kiss there. Like all the these stars all, are out. Yeah, the stars is out. It's primetime Madison Square, ESPN. Nobody, every, nobody watches no other basketball tournament but the Big East the at Big that East time. Like, Absolutely. That was, the, that was the best game I ever played in. Gotcha. Okay, my next question. What would be your dream, your dream one-on-one -on -one match? So if you could play any player in the history of basketball one-on-one, -on -one, who would it be? Uh, probably Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett. Yeah, Kevin Garnett. Going to 10, what would be the score? Would it be KG in his prime and Yancey Gates in his prime? Oh, uh, yeah. 10 Going eight. to 10. 10 8. Me. Yancey Gates. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> now, we're going to have to tell Kevin that because you know hey, he that, talks a lot that's, of trash. That's fine. <laughs> Man, he talks a lot of trash. Sure. That was your guy, though. Like, yeah, that's my guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No question. Okay. My last question here, Yancey. Of all your Bearcat teammates, if you had to go to battle and you were able to take one teammate with you to battle and you guys were in the trenches and you know if I bring this guy to battle, I'm not losing, what teammate is it? Oh, I'm not losing? I'm not losing. Oh, yeah, that's easy. Rashad Bishop. Rashad Bishop? Yeah, that was my guy. Why Rashad Bishop? Because, man, he did. He literally, from my freshman year, 
when he, he was a sophomore to his senior year, I watched him play the point, the two, the three, Everything. and the four, Everything. and would switch off to the five with no problem. Crazy. He, was, he wasn't known as a shooter, but you leave him open, he made it. It was it, he did literally everything for us. Like you can't lose with that guy. Underappreciated player in Bearcat Definitely. history. Definitely underappreciated for sure. Nope. Like if you look at a Leonard Stokes, Rashad Bishop is that kind of guy. Yes. Like people, you know, he didn't get a lot of appreciation because of his earlier years. Yep. But we don't make it to the tournament that year and have that success with the team we had without Rashad Bishop. Wow. Because he literally played every position. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, Yancey, can we expect to see you at uh, more uh, UC basketball games? Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm here, but I'm definitely going to be there. Okay. For sure. Bearcat fans, can you guys give Yancey Gates a round of applause for coming out to Mio's? Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. And, and I'm going to say this, Yancey, on behalf of uh, all the Bearcat fans, uh, we appreciate you. Sir. Staying in town, not going to Ohio State, <laughs> being a Bearcat, yes, sir. wearing the red and black, and basically changing the trajectory of the program, like yes, I sir. said before. And where we are today is a lot of what you and Deontay did to help us get here. So thank sure. you very much yes, from sir. Bearcat Thanks. Nation. We, we appreciate you. Yes, sir. Thanks. And I want to thank you. Yeah, give another round of applause. <laughs> thank you. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears right here. And I want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast.